all around. I mean, starting off with my family, uh, I, my wife and I were both in the same kind of boat that whenever I started CrossFit, I mean, just not there. And uh, once you kind of surround yourself with somebody that's in one mindset, you're going to kind of move towards that mindset. And I kind of think that I got it my wife to kind of change and everything and now we're kind of building off of each other and everything hey everybody it's coach charlie welcome or welcome back to the building better people podcast brought to you by BoomFit. thanks for listening today and at the end of this episode please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already but more importantly i hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey enjoy my name is Zach Hendricks. Uh, I'm 28 years old. I'm a firefighter, along with being a CrossFit coach. Uh, I've been married for three years, and I have a seven-year-old boy. Awesome, man. So your son is seven years old? Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been coaching CrossFit? Uh, almost two years now. Wow. Yeah. And fireman for how long? Uh, six years now. Okay. How, so how'd you get into becoming a fireman? Uh taking my dad taking me up to the fire station whenever i was a little bitty uh whenever my brother was doing uh doing boy scouts and everything uh just kind of got sucked into it and one day uh whenever i was deciding time for college uh decided i'll go to fire school so awesome that's where where it took me so well that's awesome man thanks for making time today and beth Dewermeyer, Mm -hmm. uh who does all the social media for bcs classic she actually this was before covid maybe mm-hmm. right before yeah, covid citizens fire academy I'm yeah you and i kind of were talking about setting up a podcast and then because of all of that we decided you know what let's hold off right and now you know we're at the end of june and finally connecting right. and i want to i want to share and i want to hear your story so i think the first thing i would ask is what what was it that you think that made beth interested in your story just in my story uh well i mean I think a lot of people have this kind of uh, relatable feeling, uh, not necessarily like the weight loss or anything like that, but kind of finding themselves whenever they join this community of CrossFit, uh, finding this mental health along with physical health, balancing the two, and it's not just one-sided necessarily. So how did you find or get into CrossFit? So a little bit bit of backstory before I joined CrossFit, uh, I was in paramedic school. I'd been part of the fire department for two years and everything. Always been a little bit heavier guy. Uh, got stagnant whenever I first moved up here. Uh, my wife Mallory and I uh, were still dating and everything. And I mean, almost kind of like a depression. I mean, I was all alone up here. I mean, I had friends and everything, but it was just lonely, you know. Uh, the two days off, get off a shift, I'd be tired, so I'd come home, take a nap, wake up. What else would I do? I guess I can eat take another nap and everything. This is like sort. 25, 26 years old? Yeah. Uh, well, 22. Okay. 22. So right yeah. when you started. Yeah, right whenever I started. Went to paramedic school. Uh, paramedic school is pretty stressful environment and everything. We're up there three days a week for eight or nine hours a day. And then whenever you go back to shift, you're back to doing paramedic learning and everything of that sort. So I kind of put my health off to the side, my family's health and everything of that sort. And then uh, I remember after pandemic school, we caught a job one day and five minutes into it, I mean, I was exhausted. I was like, I have to do something about this. So is uh, that, is that a pretty common thing or would you say not so common in, in your line? The, of work? People the, feel, you know, going out to a job, mm-hmm. 
and feeling that way. Yeah. I mean, that's the number one uh, Isn't killer. Isn't there a fitness it's, test? There part? is, yeah. there is. But I mean, still, uh, the number one uh, killer of firefighters in America is cardiac arrest. And it's usually due to obesity or underlying factors that cause obesity. And your, your story else. is so good and so interesting because you now are a trainer. Like, you're mm-hmm. a coach. You're knowledgeable. You have a passion. But you also started in that. Yeah way that yeah, you just I was, said I, I had no idea what was going on i remember showing up to my first class uh i went to uh paramedic school with the guy that owns my gym Cade, and he kept harping on me dude you should come try it and finally six months i guess after paramedic school is whenever what I held you back just, for so long uh, i mean like i would always make the excuse of finances i don't have time or i don't want to wake up that early to go or just I, i'd find any excuse possible yeah. To not go. What do you think? Looking back now and knowing what you know, what do mm-hmm. you think you're? What do you think you were doing? Like, what? Why do? You, were you avoiding it? I mean, I mean, I was scared for sure. Uh, it's hard, uh, but anything worth doing is hard. So, did you think you were fit? Uh, no, I knew I wasn't fit, but didn't have the uh, reason to go do it. So tell me that day that you felt so exhausted five minutes into yeah, that. I mean, we had a fire and everything. It wasn't like a big fire or anything, but I remember it was just a room and contents fire and, uh, went in and did our normal thing and knocked down the fire and it took us 10 minutes to take control of the scene. But like that, something like that now, I mean, I wouldn't even feel exhausted. I'd be ready for three, four or five more of those. If, if that were to present it, present itself, but, uh, I just, yeah. I mean, like so, that clutching, like I had that chest pain, that shortness of breath, that like normal chest pain, I'm going to have something bad happen, everything of that sort. So if, so you said the number one cause of deaths mm-hmm. of firemen is cardiac arrest from, uh, during a fire, or even back at the station, cardiac arrest from either obesity or some underlying health-related problem like diabetes. Did you know that back then? Uh, I did a little bit because that's part of our training that we go through during the academy and paramedic school. They really harp on fitness, but they kind of harp on it just because it's part of the book work. So, Are you kind of an advocate now in the fire for sure. world for yeah. that? Yeah, for what, sure. Anything different? or like, Are you doing anything or have you... I'm part of the physical th- physical fitness team on my uh, fire department in College Station. Uh, we've been working on getting a new uh, entry-level fitness test going. Uh, we help people who are wanting to get more involved in fitness, kind of like learn where to get started and everything in the fire department, uh, kind of get them set off on the right foot. If they want workouts, we'll make them workouts. Give see, them I can see that being that a big sort. obstacle, right? Yeah. Is just not knowing what to do, where to start. Mm-hmm. You know, I envision a group of, you know, uh, how many of you guys are usually at a fire station? At my station, we have 12 guys. Yeah. So you got a group of 12, you got the two or three that work out all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and then if you're not one of those, then you kind of just don't even know, you know, you don't yeah. know what to do. Yeah, so like what, sure. let, using your story, like what did you do? I guess you got, that one day kind of your eyes were open mm-hmm. and, and then what was next? Uh, started out going to Gold's gym. Uh, one of my good buddies, uh, he went to Gold's gym. He was, a, I mean, bro fitness and everything of that sort. I mean, curling, squatting and all that stuff, but no actual like metabolic conditioning, no aerobic fitness, anything like that. And, uh, I saw that that was helping me doing just regular Gold's fit or Gold's, uh, gym stuff. But then I was like, 
there's got to be something more than this. How can I get even better than this? So, were you getting uh, into working out at oh, yeah. Golds? Like, were yeah. you like you were? It was becoming a habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I remember every day at eight a.m. That was my time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, so I guess you said Cade worked mm-hmm. at your at your same fire department. He yeah, he works with me at the fire department. We went to paramedic school together as well. And then what, I guess, did he invite you or how did, mm-hmm. what yeah, happened he, after that? During primary school, he'd always invite everybody and I'd always make the excuses. And then finally, after I was figuring there's got to be something more for me to do, I went to obey and tried it so out. So how long ago was that? Three and a half years, I guess now. Three years. So you're 22, 23, mm-hmm. you start at Gold's. Mm-hmm. So you're going for like one to two years to Gold's? Uh, well, so that was after paramedic school whenever okay. I did the gold thing. Oh, got and it. I got did it. that for about maybe six months, eight months. Got and it. And then went to... Okay. And then did you see any results in uh, that first six months stint with... A little bit. I saw like my strength improve and everything, but never uh, how my clothes fit, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Sure. And when you first went to CrossFit Obey, what, what, did that, what was that like? Oh, it was a smack in the face. Yeah. Uh, I mean, doing a... 95 pound squat for 21.15.9 and paired with another movement killed me compared to my normal heavy squats that I'm able to do. So it was definitely eye opening that what, more is not always better. What made you want to continue and come back? It was hard. So I was like, it must be good. Something must be improving or something. What was it in that time? I guess result wise, weight loss, like where, how much did you weigh at that time? Whenever I. Whenever I uh, got out of paramedic school, I was 280, 285, 290. I was afraid to step on the scale. Uh, there's, I would be shy of pictures and everything. There's like a handful of pictures of me whenever I was that big anyways. But uh, whenever I got done Gold's Gym, I think I lost like 20 pounds. And then now, after being at Obey for three and a half years, I'm floating about 205, 200. Whoa, you've lost 80 Mm-hmm. pounds 80 yep. to to 85 pounds mm-hmm. has it been gradual has it did a lot come off at once that first year uh i showed quite a bit and then whenever i got down to 230 or so it started to be a slower process and i really had to start harping on like what i was eating it wasn't just like fitness isn't going to do it all you can't just eat garbage and then expect the fitness to do it so we have primarily the audience on our podcast mm-hmm. is um uh, going to be people that are um, either intrigued at the fact that you have gotten great results and that you have a story that maybe they can relate to. So the weight loss side of it is going to attract a lot of people who want to listen and say, okay, what did you do? Right? Obviously 60 pounds came off, 55 pounds came off pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. That last 30 or 25 to 30 have been harder. There's another audience that we're going to, you know, put this out with, which is Mm -hmm. the BCS classic. Um, that is going to listen to this and and be motivated by your story when it comes to competition, right? Right. So I want to make sure that we address both of those. Let's talk first about the weight loss. So that first 50 to 60 pounds, when you Mm -hmm. say it came off rather quickly, easily, what do you mean by that? Uh, As in, I was going to the gym on all of my off days. Uh, I'd sometimes stroll in there on my mornings before shift. If not, I'd do a light workout during shift. and just doing that every single day, making sure I got my rest days, let my body recover, sleep and everything. Uh, it 
came off. I mean, it was five pounds, sometimes 10 pounds a month, I remember. Wow. And going down the waist size of pants was expensive. What, yeah. What, <laughs> so, what waist were you at? In oh, the I was like at 40, I think. I was having to wear 40s, and then now I'm 32, 33s. Wow. So what kind of nutrition adjustments did you make? Uh, just eating like real food. They always say like shop around the edges of the grocery store. I mean, it's pretty much true. There's a few things that you can get away with. I mean, you can do your beans and all that, but, uh, I always try to have a slab of meat regardless of what kind of meat it is. It can be shrimp. It can be beef, chicken, pork, whatever it is. And then have, uh, that be like a quarter of my plate. And then the other three quarters be my veggies or a little bit of fruit in the morning. Have you in the, Years prior to this, try to lose weight unsuccessfully? Uh, yeah, so whenever I was growing up, I was a huskier kid. I mean, every kid in the 90s had their parents. We come back in from swimming in the pool. Here's a big old bag of Doritos to munch on while you're in front of the TV. Is that just the 90s? I think, I that think might that's be every still. kid now, still, <laughs> for sure. Um, but uh, I mean, I always grew up like a little heavier, uh, huskier, and everything of that sort. Uh, high school, uh, I'd always been really involved in baseball. Uh, did summer or baseball year round. So I was very athletic whenever I was younger, just learned how to do it with a little extra weight on me. Uh, during high school, I slimmed down pretty good. I was really into weightlifting and everything. Uh, did not much in college. Every now and then I would do some workout if I had time to. I was pretty, I'm pretty focused on studies and everything whenever it's set in, for, in front of me. Uh, but then fire school came around and it was, you better be fit. So I got fit then, but then right after that, I was like, nah, that was then. So I'm what do now. you think clicked when, with nutrition specifically, mm-hmm. right? Obviously your workouts changed. Right. You started doing metabolic conditioning, CrossFit, mm-hmm. and, and that was a big part of it. But what clicked nutritionally? Uh, just... I mean, it was how I was feeling after workouts, too. I mean, you can eat all that junk and stuff, and I was still not feeling, like, well. Like, there's that little wellness continuum and everything. I was not feeling well after I was working out. Like, I'm tired still after workouts, but I just was, like, lethargic and just, like, crashed afterwards still. So, started doing my research and everything and learning more, and was like, hey, I really do need to eat real food, so... And that change did it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that that was the first 50 to 60 pounds. And Mm -hmm. then how have the last 25 that you've said? Patience. Okay. (laughs) How how much longer has that? Uh, that I mean, over the past, that next year is whenever I really started. I lost that next like 20 or so pounds. And then gradually since then, I've been kind of just learning my body and have lost about 10 pounds since in the last year. Yeah, so just kind of adjusting little bitty things for no, my I think body. Pa- that's such a great way to put it. Patience is key when it comes because the longer you do it, the the more you'll succeed, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you're not going to get the biggest return, you know, at the end, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be it's going to be the more more weight loss at the beginning. The longer you do it, you're not going to lose. You're, you don't have to lose ninety pounds anymore. Right. But now it's about. Tony and I'm sure mm-hmm. leaning out and different things. Yeah. So, uh, did you ever do a body fat measurement? To uh, see what- every year we do a, a thing with A and M for fitness and everything, kind of just general health. They do blood draws. We do a DEXA scan, 
and then we do a stress test, cardiac stress test, and everything. How did as well. those things change? Uh, the first year, whenever I lost all that weight, I got called to into the doctor's office to talk to them after that, and they asked me what I was doing because apparently I'd that was one of the biggest weight losses that they'd seen in a while. Do so. you remember numbers, data? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. I was a little over thirty percent body fat. That first time around, after that first year, I think I was low 20s, I think, 23 or so. And and do you have any idea where you are now? Uh, We did one at the end of this last year, and I was at 18. That's pretty cool. They test you every year, so Mm -hmm. you can kind of see. And along with that, I mean, my blood serum levels and everything, my cholesterol was uh, extremely high, unhealthily high. They had me uh, possibly going on medications for it and everything, and... Now it's just right where it's supposed to be. So let's start talking about competing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when did you first in, in, like get introduced to the competition side of CrossFit? Uh, so the first year, I first few years of CrossFit and everything, I'd been paying attention to the BCS and everything. And uh, I kind of set that as my goal to get to that spot because I'd always been a little bit of competitive and athletic and everything. I was like, I want to get to that spot. I want to be able to compete with those guys. Uh, the guys that whenever I joined the gym, I was like ooing and aahing over. So that was my goal and gave myself two years. And after that, I was ready this last year. So, so. last year was your first year to compete. Mm-hmm. Now let's, let, uh, let's diagnose the psychology of somebody who is getting into CrossFit mm-hmm. because this is you you were entering this space that you were un- unsure of. Um, you lo- you started losing weight and now you're, def- you're saying like those people, like you're almost talking about a separate group, but they're still in there yeah, with you. They're, they're, and they're competing. Yeah. And you know, and again, I want to break this down because I think this happens in every single CrossFit gym, mm-hmm. that, you know, um, what did you feel like you didn't have that you needed to have in order to compete? Uh, mentally, I mean, I wasn't there. And on the side of co- competition, I mean, anybody can compete. I mean, it's not, you have to be at X weight, X strength level But did level you feel differently at the time? I just wasn't there mentally. I mean, I wasn't going to be mentally prepared to take on that kind of stress to be able to push myself and kind of hold myself accountable to be at that when did that switch happen? Whenever I, I guess just starting to feel about good about myself, I guess. I mean, after that year and a half, that first year, I really started feeling good about myself. Just like, I can do this. I got that ball rolling. And once I conquered those things, I was like, I can conquer this competition or did whatever you participate in the open or mm-hmm. in, yeah, I did open a few of the open workouts. It just depended on whenever I was on shift. So, I think I usually do like four workouts a year. Any other smaller events, like an in-house competition? Mm-hmm. We do. I've done one in-house competition before that. Uh, just kind of try it out, see what it was like. Uh, it was still the same community that I was used to. I mean, normal CrossFit community. It's super, super fun and everything. But uh, definitely like got that bug itch a little bit more after I tried that in-house. So. so describe to me the BCS Classic last year. Just even like the registration, you uh-huh. know, preparation, yeah. and then the event. So uh, first off, I loved how 
the athletes had their own area. I mean, it was like super cool. It was in it was in August last year. Yeah, July, August. Uh, yeah. September seventh. September seventh. Okay, so I mean, normal Texas summers go through December, but I mean, it was plenty <laughs> hot. But that was an awesome place for cool off. Registration. We got registered plenty early. We did that early bird special that we had last year. Uh, got that done. Uh, plenty of updates. I think it was like every two weeks that we got an update. How, how did you and your part? How did you come up with who was going to be your partner? Uh, I partnered with a guy named Garrison Jenkins. He works for, with me at the fire department. I think you know him. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of one of the guys, like, whenever I was getting fit and everything, that was one of those you-can-do-it guys. I mean, I, I, we see the difference in you, even whenever I wasn't necessarily seeing it and I was doubting myself. He was one of those encouragers that I had. So. Oh, Garrison is super fit, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a freak. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, and then what about were you, the night before? Were you nervous? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I was doing all my little daily regimens that I do, uh, just like eating clean. I was like making sure I was like, okay, I got to go to bed by this time. Make sure I, because I think we had to be there at six in the morning or something like that. So make sure I got my full eight or nine hours of sleep that I needed that day before. And but yeah, it was definitely the nervous excitement. Had not, you not ever done that much volume in one day? Uh. Yes, uh, just kind of uh, getting my body ready for that. I didn't want to be uh, uh, just like there and then have that shock on the third workout or even that second workout, especially getting used to that heat since it was outside last year. But uh, I did a few, uh, three uh, Metcon days, I think, before that, a few weeks before that. So if somebody's listening who this is going to be their first competition, right? Mm -hmm. Just like you last year. Um, what are some tips, pointers, suggestions, words of wisdom that you can pass along? Uh, bring food. Uh, <laughs> always have your snacks and everything. Uh, got to have your energy. Uh, make sure that you're enjoying your time. It's not all about winning all the time. Uh, but, yeah, just enjoy the time and reflect on how much you've improved over the past year, six months, however long you've been doing it. Think. I started out, I couldn't do any of this stuff. And now look at me. Did you feel like you did that last year Mm -hmm. where you reflective? Yeah. 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 And then, um, how'd you guys end up? I think we got eighth overall. Nice. So up until that last event, that last event was hot. Yes. And, uh, that last event, I, after two events, I think we were fourth. And then that last play last event dropped us down. Did so. you, which event did you do last? The uh, box jump, burpee the box, box jumps. Were y'all RX? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So I could taste that rubber. <laughs> so you went all out from the go, man. Mm-hmm. You didn't yep. even waste time with intermediate. No. <laughs> wow. So um, how do you? How did you make that decision? You know, sometimes people are unsure as to yeah. where, whether they should go you know, scale, mm-hmm. intermediate, or RX? Uh, y'all were kind of throwing out, like, the movement standards and, like, what to expect for each classification and everything. So I paid attention to that. And there was uh, – muscle-ups were something that I was kind of concerned about. Uh, so I think there was, like, two or three months beforehand that you guys started releasing those movements. So I started practicing drilling, being more comfortable and everything. And, if anything, it made me more comfortable with just doing muscle-ups or whatever movement that I was not necessarily – good at so it's a time for you to kind of reflect on your fitness all around fitness if you're just like a weightlifting monster you need to kind of focus on some gymnastics and even yourself out so after you did the event 
did you want more? Like, were, were you like, oh, that was the coolest thing ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was, it, it made that bug itch even more. Yeah. So. And what, you know, and I think, you know, one of the interesting things is I've seen this event evolve, right? Mm-hmm. We've been doing it 10 years. This will be our 11th year. And it's almost like it happens every year. You get a lot of people that, you know, at our gym, right? Members mm-hmm. wise participate, right? right. Some vol- a lot of them volunteer. And, and you start seeing other people from the local gyms do the same thing. And we always need volunteers. So it's great to have volunteers. But the volunteers, there's a, there's a, a, a lot of them that will sometimes be like, oh, I really wanted to compete, but I just mm-hmm. thought I'd volunteer. Right. And this happens every year. Mm-hmm. After they volunteer, they're like, "Oh, I have to compete next oh, yeah. year." Like it's 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 pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. From a, and then you see that group of people, a large percentage of them that will compete the next year. And then you got new volunteers who mm-hmm. say the exact same thing. They're yeah. like, "Oh, I, you know, I don't I don't think I'm quite ready, and I don't want to compete this year, so I'll volunteer." Mm-hmm. They volunteer, and then they say the exact same. Thing. Oh, I wish I would have signed up to compete. I'm doing it next year. Right. And so um, for you, I think you know, you bring this great perspective. You're coming back for your second competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can speak directly to that group, right? So have you ever volunteered for BCS class? I have not. Okay. So, um, what, what do you, what would you say if there's somebody listening? I mean, I don't even think our registration is practically full, so mm-hmm. there's probably not, but if they're on the fence about volunteering or mm-hmm. even competing. Yeah. So, uh, for volunteering, I know a lot of people are kind of skeptical or not skeptical, but unsure about like, well, who am I going to get my partner? I mean, there's 120 people, 150 people at gyms and everything. So there's a whole list of people that you can ask, just ask I oh, mean, to compete. Yeah. To compete yeah. for competing and everything. I mean, if that's something that you're afraid of, I mean, find a new friend. There's yeah. all these people at the gym that enjoy that same, that hard day in and day out of fitness and everything. If you're, Unsure, and you want to wait a year for competing and everything. I mean, an excellent view of what uh, happens at the competition, what the athletes do, and everything is judging or volunteering or anything like that. So, yeah. I mean, so I guess we can't not talk about Rich Froning being there, right? <laughs> uh, Andy's coming back. Yeah. Andy's programming. Ooh. So, you know, did you? When did you first learn about who he was? Uh. And soon after I started doing CrossFit, I was like, oh, I'm going to look up CrossFit stuff on YouTube. And boom, there yeah. that hunk was. So. And were you, I mean, last year, did you get to meet him? Did you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I saw him do the clean complex and everything of that sort. And yeah. It was pretty amazing. So. Yeah. Pretty cool. Did you ever get to work out in a heat with him? No, or? I did not. Um, but, you know, one of the just genuine down-to-earth guys, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so cool that he's coming back and also programming for, sure. um, for the event. So mm-hmm. we are looking for a partner for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Uh, but we're doing the fundraiser again. Mm-hmm. And so the cool thing about that last year was we were able to fundraise $27,000 wow. for Ronald McDonald Charities. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to do again, more if possible. And so we're asking that gyms... Um, all over and individuals set up fundraising pages mm-hmm. and then the person who fundraises the most will get to compete with rich awesome. um, as his partner. So right. the guy that competed with him, I don't know if you got to see him yeah, or, I did. or watch, did mm-hmm. you watch the YouTube, the 15 mm-hmm. minute yeah, YouTube I saw video? That. Yeah, man, that was a, a, such a cool story, man. This guy's, you know, that was his dream come true. Right. And he got to become, be rich's partner and you know, they were just pals all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
August 22nd, we're coming back this year. Um, right. Do you have any questions, right? Like that would be great right, right. now because people who are competing, participating mm-hmm. in the event might might be asking some questions in their head right now right. Uh, about the event. So one question that I've heard uh, for like competing with Rich is, what if I already have a partner? What do I do then? Like if you fundraise? Yeah, if I fundraise and I'm like, man, I kind of want to work out with Rich and yeah. what about my other partner? So, so I would think that if you are doing that, mm-hmm. then you are totally okay dropping your partner <laughs> <laughs> or just finding your partner a new partner. That's kind of what I told them, but they're like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I like, we'll I, I see. Mean, I, I, the way I see that is if you are going to set up a page mm-hmm. or your gym is and you're going to be the guy and you already have a partner, mm-hmm. there's probably already a thought in your mind that, hey, if right. I win, I have a backup plan for that person. Mm-hmm. You know, it, right. it, it, in, in other words, it's already thought through, mm-hmm. I think, at least. Right. If not, we can probably help find that person partner so you can be Rich's partner. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> Plenty of people to ask. But. And there's this, there's kind of like, I think, an intimidation to be Rich's partner. And I, yeah, I'm like, that sure. would be so cool just to, I mean... Be able to work out with somebody yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, oh, man. No, he's like, and that's the cool thing, too, is like Rich was so encouraging mm-hmm. with John because, you know, Rich has competed at the highest level. Mm-hmm. But even in that, like, day, it was like they were partners, but it wasn't like, hey, keep up with me. It was, you no, know, like, hey, we're in this together. Let's strategize. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how to do this efficiently and get the best score as a team. Right. So. Sure. Yeah. Any other questions about the event? Not that I can think of off the top um, of my head. So you've lost how many pounds? About to, 80, 85. 85 pounds. 90. Okay. You <laughs> talked a little bit in the beginning about mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm assuming you either know about it personally or you wouldn't have said that unless you've mm-hmm. had some level of experience with it. So right. can you share with me a little bit more about what you kind of meant by that? So mental health, uh, that's just as important as your physical health and everything of that sort. If you didn't have your mental health, you wouldn't be able to go every day out and do your job, do stuff with your family. I mean, that that was one of the biggest things, mental health for my family, uh, being there mentally as a father, as a husband and everything, and being able to like love my wife, love my son, uh, without just kind of being distant or having that kind of depression or just just not there that person you we've all kind of know sometimes we'll we'll have those days that we're not there but just imagine being like that for like a few months and everything of that sort so i realized that i was like that and i wanted to fix it so and so that kind of ties perfectly to the last question um the title of the podcast is building better people and mm-hmm. that is a very strong statement here at our gym we believe that when you're exercising, when you're working out, you're becoming a better version of yourself, right? In all areas, For not sure. just the physical. But yes, of course, the physical. But, um, it, you know, I really believe that it's almost like a seed is planted when you start exercising and it grows, right? Every mm-hmm. time you work out, it's like watering that seed and it grows, but it, it produces more than a fit body, right? It, right. A fit mind. Yeah, a fit you got your spirit, spirit and everything yeah, else. all of the above. So for, you know, the last question is, how has that impacted your life? How have you become a better version of you since you really kind of would say took on this fitness journey? So, I mean, all around, I mean, starting off with my family, uh, my wife and I were both in the same kind of boat that whenever I started CrossFit, I mean, just not there. And uh, once you kind of surround yourself with somebody that's, 
in one mindset, you're going to kind of move towards that mindset. And I kind of think that I got it, my wife to kind of change and everything. And now we're kind of building off of each other and everything. Uh, going to the station, uh, you're saying a seed and eventually that seed grows into a tree and it throws off other seeds and everything. So uh, starting off whenever I remember working out at the station, I'd be often the only one there uh, working out. And now I'll have six, eight guys. Sometimes the whole crew is working out with me and afterwards we'll sit there and just kind of talk and just have that not necessarily always the spiritual or faith uh, exchange but just talking having a community having that bridge uh, between each other building more friendship and uh, just learning to be there for one another once again thanks for listening if you live in bryan college station We would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.